Ginger, welcome along to episode four of season three of LOI Weekly with myself, Johnny Ward and Dan McDonald, and we've an excellent show lined up today, hopefully anyway, with Alan Reynolds and Johnny Dunleavy, both obviously ex-Cork City who have uh, gone on to different clubs, coming into studio, fair play to Rennie in particular for coming all the way from Waterford uh, for today's show. Uh, we're on Podcast Republic, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes, we're at LOI Weekly on Twitter, and as ever, in association with Airsport and Independent.ie, and uh, don't be afraid to give us a few ratings and reviews as well. Uh, to get us up the table there on the old iTunes, uh, Daniel McDonald, though, you're very under the weather. I'm. Oh. You're not looking good. What's no, wrong? It's not feeling great, John. I no. woke, up, woke up during the night feeling unwell. Yeah. Had to pop a couple of Rennie to come in and see Rennie. You know. You know, that was um, the plan. Bit of so, Rennie. So Rennie, Rennie. Rennie are useless, though, are they? Rennies are useless. You need like Salpidine or something strong. No, like, yeah. Prozac. I'm just feeling, I'm feeling Prozac. Yeah. That'll, that'll what sort you think's up out. with me? Oh, a lot more than physical. Right. Yeah. You need something strong, Dan. Prozac. Yeah. You look like you're knocked out. I, I yeah. listen. I just mentally, I'm not feeling great. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to be a bit cranky today, like Are just you? on account of that. Like so. JD, will get you informed. Oh, JD, JD. I mean, we spoke to JD a minute ago. He's so bloody upbeat, isn't he? Mm. You know, like you know, he's just even when you're feeling sick, he's Probably just like he doesn't drink. Doesn't ne- never mm. drink. No. Yeah. Uh, like I haven't been drinking in the last while either. Mm. It's just I don't know what happened. Like overdone it on the pancakes, you know. You look very. Uh, you look pale. Don't look uh, well. You know that when you feel unwell, but like you're sort of have a bit of shivering going on as mm. well. I've got my coat on, and yeah. like it's warm. You look you know? terrible. Thanks. Um, <laughs> let's get to the results from last week. We're going to wrap up with the the first division results as well early on. A cracking start to the first division. Um, not so much a cracking start to the Premier Division, Dan. Three nil all draws at the weekend. Another draw. Goals embargo, John. Goals, Goals embargo. embargo. Uh, you were in. I wasn't at any of these games. Uh, I was in. You were a Chatham preview making money. Yeah. You left, um, you left. You left him on the night after two goals. Left, as well. uh, yeah. It was. Uh, it was really cold Monday night. It was too miserable. Yeah. But let's start with uh, Rovers and Dundalk. Rovers and Dundalk, yeah, nil all. I actually didn't think it was. It was chronically bad at all. I thought it was interesting. Actually, I think, for, you know, with a view to the what might be what might be a title battle between these two. Um, I think it's definitely a plausible scenario. The way the Cork have started, anyway, you know, and Pat's probably uh, maybe not have have questions to answer as well. Uh, you know, Rovers have a degree of a settled, say, defence, for example. So, I mean, that would give them a chance. Uh, I don't know. I, I sort of said it last week. A result, like a draw, wouldn't be a bad result for either side. And I sort of f- felt that way after. I think the dock were pretty comfortable, really. And could have had a late penalty, but I didn't realise it was surely, that. Surely, surely I didn't realise at the time how bad that was. I mean, Rovers did a, ver- a fair enough shout with the handball as well. But I mean, the Dundalk one was absolute stonewall. In fairness, Aaron Green afterwards spoke to a couple of the press. And he actually... Pr- Sort of admitted he thought that a dark one looked like a pen, you know. So it was hard to see why he wasn't given. Like um, it's funny, and I think it was Lee Grace who is, is, you know, Lee Grace has been bloody brilliant like this season. And you look at Van Dijk and Premier League has been brilliant. He still gave away that penalty against Man City to start of the season. You know that you can be very good, but you also, you know, you can get a bit of luck as well. You know, and that was definitely a. I can see look, the Grace I'm, compared to Van Dijk uh, headlines are. You know, already. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it was Lee Grace for the tackle. It but, was. It but, was. Um, Got away with one. I don't think Horse is a penalty. I think that that came off his chest. No, it's definitely. Well, you could definitely debate that one. It might um, come off his arm, but, in, but in general, I, just from talking to you at the game, you gave me the impression that Dundalk weren't fully extended to get a nil-all draw. No, I thought they were fairly comfortable. I think they'd probably be a bit reassured by it, given the, the sort of shaky start they've had that. For them, they come away to the home of maybe what is their nearest rivals. And I was looking for Rovers to nearly make a real statement in the game and say, I suppose you think of last season, Dundalk beat Cork early on at home and they bashed them. You know, they won them, they beat 1 0, but they, they really bashed them. And Rovers didn't, didn't really do that, you know. So, I mean, 
thing is, like the dog are starting slowly, and I mean, they've got Chris Shields out for a while now, and, and they're definitely vulnerable, but what you need is someone to capitalise on that, like Cork did two seasons ago, and win a serious amount of games. What well, Cork did was unbelievable. What they did come, I mean, that was unprecedented, but you need someone to really put a sequence together, and I'm just not sure if Rovers are there yet to get to that level, to sort of start steamrolling and, and, and set a target, because I think when the dog get the players back, they'll be fine, I think. I think you watch it on Friday, I got that I'm feeling that they'll be okay. Um, while they're still sort of finding their way a small bit. I mean, Huben was definitely below par. Okay, he didn't get great service in and around his feet in the area. Um, but and, and Rovers did move Lopez out to the right side to nullify Duffy. And almost every time Duffy went somewhere, there was a couple of bodies trailing him. And so Rovers for the home side were still very much, they had a plan to stop the away side, you know, and uh so I think there's a bit to go. But just watch know. them on on Monday night as well against um, obviously against Harps. This is a bit of a shambles of a game, but Not Rovers are very. Um, they played Bone on the right, and um, they have no width at all because Jack Byrne is kind of coming in, and um, yeah. they, they they still look like a team that it's quite lopsided terms in terms of their shape. Harps gave away two awful bad goals. And yeah, the game's over. as an event. I mean, Harps had to um, travel on a Monday, you know, after playing on the Friday, they lost to the Sligo. I'm sure, but you know, Finn Harps lost the home to Sligo. We'll probably yeah, just talk, we'll talk, we'll talk to JD, JD about, about that, that, and we'll also talk to Rennie about Waterford nil, Bowes nil. The other results: uh, Cork nil, Derry nil. You can just tell from. You know the the audio of the crowd after the game that there are disgruntled people in Cork and um, I I think you know drawn nil all at home to Derry they've scored in what one of their three games so far yeah it's just a bit stodgy really Cork you know and and uh, look the better team and all that but yeah I mean I suppose it's one of these things that as a result in isolation it's 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 an early season result these games happen but it's it's in the context of their previous results and, and what you expect Turner's Cross to be at the start of a year. I know there was like nice scenes of John Caulfield going into the crowd after they won in Sligo and stuff, but you do sense, you know, that that, that home floating crowd. You thought they I were nice th- scenes, did you? Well, Caulfield going into the, the crowd. crowd. What did you think they were? Well, I, 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 was it a bit populist on his behalf in the sense that he needs support at the moment and it was kind of like, almost like a gesture, a bit like... See how you know presidents go up to babies because it looks great for the for the photos and all that. For me, interest, it was, you're saying they're in, in the babies. Are you? I think it was a bit of PR. There now. Are you comparing Cork fans to infants? To no, infants? I'm. I'm not. I'm comparing. You're already unpopular enough down there, John. Are you I think, actually? I think John suggesting that they have the intelligence of a baby to deal with this gesture. I, I think he's conscious of a little bit of pressure at the moment. I think I know. I don't. I don't disagree. Mm. I don't disagree. I'll joke. Like I don't disagree with you on that. Um, but I still think it's a nice thing to go and do. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah. you could also go over and stare at them like you did last year. You know, and that was after the the cup replay, wasn't it? Where they had a a good result but a bad performance. You know, um, maybe the the Sligo one was a bit more. Well, let's get let's get going. You know, let's get going again, lads. You know, but yeah, you just like if they lose that that home fortress, you know. In, uh, not to turn across badly intimidating, but you know, big crowd, big support behind them. You know, you, you feel like they'd win games there, even playing badly sometimes. And it feels like they're going to have to work very hard for all their points now. Big so kudos to Derry, though. Like, so Derry, Derry obviously have beaten Watford, and then yeah, they went down I to, probably haven't seen Derry yet. Yeah, you know, you're saying, but, but, but to, to keep clean sheet and Cork and really yeah. restrict them to few chances. Derry seemed to have a steal that they didn't have last season. Yeah. The result, uh, the other result then was UC one Pats one. Looked like a game that. Pats had most of the possession, but um, 
they're not exactly uh, banging in goals, are they? Left, right, and centre passes. Well, they're well, they're madly reliant on Drennan, really. Mm. Um, Has anyone else scored for them yet? Uh, and maybe one other one other score. I don't think so. No, no, only no, got no. S- nil all against Harps. One nil. One nil. No, no. Mm. That's, he's the only person to score for them. And look again. I just. Uh, yeah, a bit like Rovers, you know, in terms of width, it's reliant on the full-backs getting forward and stuff. And I just wonder how much, you know, again, you know, the, the whole dilemma over Forrester and, and um, you know, Jamie Lennon. And, and these, I think we're, we're making the same points every week about the, the similarities between some of the players they have. And uh, I think past Rovers this Friday would be a very interesting game. Yeah, the first division results... Um, Cabo beating Shells. There's some really interesting stuff here, Dan, because, uh, like... The first division just is 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 actually quite fascinating this season. The Shelburne domination it doesn't really look like it's going to happen. They've already conceded five goals in two games, and um, you know Cabin Tealy beaten three two. Seemingly Cabin Tealy didn't have that many chances in the game, but um, Shells are quite open. Bray two, Limerick nil. There were over a thousand at that game. It's good, yeah. Um, Wexford nil, Galway four, something like two hundred and fifty at that game in very wet conditions. Um, really good stuff from Galway United. They've already scored six goals. I think they're the top scorers in the league. Cove Ramblers nil at Lone one. So at Lone have won both of their games. Huge win down in Cove, and Longford three draw and a nil. This was a game in which um, Longford had the wind in the second half, and apparently it was very much a game of two halves. But that, that game means that that result means that Drogheda obviously um, have one win and one defeat. Uh, Longford haven't a one hundred percent record, but at Lone Town do. Um, so it's been really compelling stuff. And um, speaking of compelling stuff, let's get some compelling guests in. It would be great, Dan, if uh, people would come in from Sligo and Watford or such distances every week to the show. We'd have uh, unbelievable guests. Welcome, Alan Reynolds and Johnny Dunleavy. Thank you, Good Johnny. Here. Yeah, uh, you. fair play to you, Alan Reynolds, initially to come up uh, all the way from Watford. On uh, you must be. You must be very eager to get your message across, yeah? Yeah, yeah, the pudge has been cut. We <laughs> <laughs> you know that. <laughs> just want to get that in front. <laughs> that no, is all. No, it's just uh, on my day off, Johnny. You know, you've been hounding me a while, so glad to come up and meet you. Your Wednesday's your day off? Wednesday, well, all depending on when you play, you know. Um, but it is today, anyway. You might have fellas in for individual stuff, but this is more important than that. You have, a couple of, you have a couple of sane weeks now where it's Friday games, right? Or you don't have any Mondays in the EA Sports Cup rounds? No. Because you're, you're, yeah. of Europe, the European the Premier Clubs. Yeah, and so we have to wait so. on that draw, I think, is it? Yeah, yeah. Soon, so it's so. a bit more normal now in terms of preparing for a game at the end of the week yeah. rather than this Monday sort of Yeah, business. you can have a you know your full week of preparation and obviously you can look back on the game that you played on a Friday. You have time to reflect and then move on to how you can improve. And mm. We've done dark on Friday, so we need to... A lot of work before that one, you know. So they have no midfield anymore, anyway. They've all their midfielders are getting injured. Yeah, that should be easy, so yeah. is it? Johnny Dunleavy syndrome. <laughs> yeah. JD, that's it. Why didn't Alan Reynolds even approach you for to sign you in the off season? Not not even an approach. You were on the market. He needed a right back, and he wouldn't even call you. Unreal. The two knees were perfect as well, yeah. as far as I was concerned. But ah no, look. Uh, I suppose I was I was ready for a change in the off season, John, and um, yeah, really enjoying the Sligo so far. And I have to say. I mean, we we were like we planned for you to come in on your first visit on the pod and tell us about how you're fit again, having played all the games. Yeah. Then I actually went to the game against Sligo, or mm. the game against Pat, sorry, in Sligo. I was, and I was saying to you off air, first twenty minutes, you were looking great, looking good. You know, you were sort of, yeah. and I saw you the first day in Oriel chasing Michael Duffy around for ninety minutes as well. He was chasing him around, and and yes. then yeah. and then what happened? I uh, I um, nothing nothing major. Thankfully, it was. Uh, I think when probably when I went down in the game, my 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 dad was there and my brother, and they were worried that it was my knee. 
naturally enough straight away. But because it, it was it was just hitting the it was hitting the long ball, just literally hitting a long pass yeah. into the corner, and it was a cracker of a pass as well. Oh, by was the way. it was it was, in, John, yeah. it was on the money, lads. You got yeah. the, you got a pass completion and rate one one hundred percent against that thing, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, just look, just a little tweak in my groin as it turned out. Um, so I've been doing a lot of work on it the last couple of weeks, getting there now, um, pretty much back in full training. So back in the next couple of um, weeks, basically, yeah. That's the plan, anyway. Yeah. So yeah. is it is it an injury that happens just because you're not you haven't been playing that much and it's just probably and you know it's uh, like the last ninety minutes that I had played um, would have been an FAI Cup game probably last year against Home Farm maybe give the so, ball away for that screen you know, where they scored. I tell you what, what a goal! Yeah, but uh, kind of mass to pass that you gave. Pr- pretty much, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm I'm glad to assist these lads. You know, <laughs> um, but uh, no. Like I hadn't played that many games in a row and played 90 minutes and I probably played three in pre-season something like that three 90 minutes in a row and maybe it was just catching up on me a little bit of tiredness but um, as I say through pre-season stuff feel great and, and enjoying being back and playing now did, um, did, did running against Michael Duffy for 90 minutes on that surface that must have been tough going well, I'm sure it's not it's not ideal running against him on any surface, to be mm. honest. But uh, definitely on the astroturf, it doesn't help matters. Um, and that was look, that was a tough night. Your first game of the season, playing the champions away, is never going to be easy. But um, you know, it was it was hard work. But we 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 hung in there for a draw, and um, we got our first win. Obviously, against Harps was very important as well. How are you enjoying living in Sligo Town? Must say, loving it so far. Now the people are the people are great, and you know, money an hour away from home as well, so I can call up and see my family anytime I want, and um, that's a big change for me. You know, I probably haven't been that close to home really since I was sixteen. You know, so it's it's a it's a huge change to be able to go back and, and see everyone. Mm. I mean, Alan, from 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 your end of things, I mean, I suppose pre-season was probably challenging in its own way in terms of. You, you spoke about the budget being cut there, and you know, joke about it, but it's also a serious thing that you were trying to do business quite late and. You were signing Georgie Poynton at the last minute. I think you maybe tried to sign another player. Couldn't couldn't get it done. So, uh, I guess are you still finding your way a small bit in terms of where where we are? It's sort of week. Yeah, week yeah. Look, definitely. Up. We we went back pre-season with fourteen players, um, and you know, obviously, I was just waiting for Lee to to loosen up a little bit and uh, you know, Lee power the owner. Y- yeah, 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 and, and see if there's more players <coughs> available. But obviously, the best ones are gone here. And the way it is is we can't compete with. The Dundalks, the Rovers, the Cork Cities, and and this year now we can't compete financially with St. Pat's and Derry, which are two that maybe last year I might be looking, I could have mm-hmm. edged out a bit. So that's where we are. So we had to be smart and, and clever in our signings. I would have thought the likes of Lonnie and Elbazudi and these ones, and and then you know you're waiting for the last four or five to come in, and they took their time, you know. And how how does it, you know, you're trying to get a, a way of playing. So as you said, I think it will get better as we go on. But we still need to get points on the board. I I, uh, I was struck by your comments after the game at the weekend about uh, John Caulfield. Uh, <laughs> I think you, you didn't take too kindly to John Caulfield's remarks about your budget after the game down there. When you did say at the weekend, I had to listen to Cork's manager saying we've invested heavily. That's the Cork manager with 27 players in his squad. I've got 18 players, including three on loan. Yeah, um I mean, that's that's the the reality of it. Um, you know, other managers are trying to deflect away from uh, their own. You, they, uh, you'd beaten them two 0 down there, and obviously had to, he had to meet the press afterwards. Yeah, and had needed to talk about uh, my budget and and that. But we happened to play well on the night, and I'm looking at there. I tried to sign, I'd say three or four players that that Cork signed, but I couldn't match it, and and that's just the way it is. But you know, um, he has a few there he could give me if he was twenty seven <laughs> players. There. How are you getting on now? Because obviously last year you had that spat in the RSC. It's you know, there's a bit of a rivalry there. Yeah, there is. There's like 
they're a really good group of players here, and Johnny would tell you the same. Like they're really excellent. The and car boys. Yeah. yeah. And I watched yeah. them in the second half of the Presidents Cup against Dundalk, and I was really impressed. And people were saying they weren't sure how they do, and and so on. I think they'll be, you know, top two, top three. That's for me, anyway. Uh, but on John, um, I was down there when Johnny was there myself. Yeah. Um, did I enjoy it? it? Look, it went okay, and and we won the cup in the end. But <clears throat> I didn't have too much of an input, if I'm being honest. Uh, I think my input was bringing uh, Brown, Bulger, and McGuire. And I think it ended at that. Really, it wasn't a bad input if that's what it was. No, no, but that's the way I felt. You mm. know that suddenly I got down there, realised maybe I wasn't for John, and and. No problem, you know. We yeah. just move on. Is that just life? You know, there's, pers- there's personalities just clash or whatever. Yeah, it well, look, it, it wasn't even a clash in personalities. It's just we do things differently. Um, even in the way we play, I suppose, you know. But I can't knock John because he gets results and he wins trophies. So I'm not here to to say yeah. John should change anything. Maybe I need to change. I, I, I mean, it is your own sort of. I think they were your own journey. But in terms of like, you've actually worked as assistant with a lot of the managers that you were pitting yourself against and, and they don't seem like the same type of characters to me they all seem like very different ones between you know Kenny and you know working with, with John and you were you were Buckley yeah, as well yeah, Buckle, so yeah. I mean have you taken a bit from everyone or what way I yeah, mean, you know, you, yeah I know you were managing yourself pretty young too but yeah. back in the day but I know look it was very good and I suppose I had Pat Fennan with me as well as, as course, director yeah. of football as well and when I managed back at 28-29 then after that I went to Shells as a full time footballer you know really I should have done that Force before and serving my apprenticeship before I, I went into managing. But look, I've enjoyed being with them all. Um, I suppose the one that's had the most influence is probably Stephen Kenny. I really enjoyed him, was close to him, and obviously he's gone on to bigger and better things. So I did, I would have took something from them all. Uh, on, on that, were you were you in the running to join him in the under-21s? Or? No, no. There was like that was kind of, it was mentioned in the paper. Yeah, there. it was mentioned, and, and obviously I managed in Waterford, and... and how do you do both? It's a bit it's of a distraction, isn't it? Like if you are, if you want to be full time, yeah, what, yeah, yeah, and, and obviously there's weeks away and all it this, be but possible yeah, no, that. no, it wouldn't, and um, I suppose a conflict of interest then as well if mm. you're with the twenty ones and you're trying to get in some of the, but look, it never, it never came about. So. Yeah, and you, you might have a problem with the twenty ones in a couple of weeks' time. Well, if you know the squads to be named and so on, but you, you're having a bit of difficulty. Yeah, well, well, look at the minute. I know that Hugo Keto, my goalkeeper, is called into the finished squad. So he's away. And then I have three on the standby. On the 30, I would have said Aaron Trinan, Zach and JJ. JJ Loney. So I'm waiting to see what happens with them. And From what I'm hearing, there has to be two from, from the 21's Republic of Ireland squad need to be in it. So if I could have one from Finland and only one from Ireland, and that means my game has to go ahead, which is when you have a squad what we have, you know, losing two starters out of your team is a big hit. Yeah, so if you have two from Ireland, the game can be called off. Yeah, so, so or Northern Ireland, which is the other thing no, with Derry City last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's the question I asked. You know, if there's two called up, it's an international break, but it's not the way it is here. Hmm. I mean, it's not really an incentive for <laughs> bringing in lads from outside the country. You know, I mean, obviously it's not, it's not an obstacle to it, but it's slightly unusual. You yeah, know? well, look, it's the first time I've come across it, and I was yeah. just very surprised that it wouldn't be called off straight away, but... I'm sure UCD will have problems and Cork might have one or two as well. So, If Sligo were to have a similar issue if one of their players, which I think might be the case, is it... Well, that's uh, a senior international level. I mean, Dante... Yeah, yeah Dante, 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 Dante Lieber actually with Bermuda. Has a very big match with mm. Bermuda. So could yeah. there be a situation where you agree among each other that and you both go to the FAI and say, well, we would like... I, I don't think they'd entertain that. I think right. it has okay. to be, you know, it'll come from Fran and, and that mm. they'll make the decision. Yeah. Um just on you just talking about Cork City there your time there um obviously ended in in the off season um mm. 
how did the season end for you down there? It was kind of, you, you were, I suppose you were trying to get back fit and then the season was a bit of a write-off. That's it, yeah. I came back sort of in the middle of the season and then um, I played a game, I think, against Sligo in the league, maybe my first league game back and um, I, I tore my, basically tore my calf in the game and it was after that it was basically a, a race against time to try and get back fit before the end of the season or before the cup final and unfortunately just ran out of time. And um, The cup final must have been hard to watch in a way. Big games like that are always hard to watch, you know, unfortunately I've become very used to having to sit and watch those games. I think probably the hardest one I ever had to watch was, uh, I came back from my first bad knee injury and then I, I uh, everything was going really, really well. Um, when we were top of the league that time we had we had gone on the unbeaten run or whatever and um, I, I did the cruciate and I had to sit back up in Donegal and watch the European games when the lads were over in Cyprus and stuff like that and that... To be honest, that broke my heart at the time. I have to say, I found that I found that really tough. So yeah, any time watching big games is never easy. Um, when you when you can have no control over it and no input, that's nearly the hardest part, you know. Mm. What so, happened last? Sorry, Dan. What happened last season? It just it, it was a disappointing season for you, like compared to the season before. And I, I thought in Europe you were very disappointed. You you played a little bit in Europe as well. Yeah, I don't really know. It's it, it's I suppose it's hard to put your finger on it. Um, or was it just post Sean Maguire and? Well, look, that's I'm I'm sure people will will say that as well. I'm not sure that's I'm not sure that's totally the reason for it. But any time, doesn't matter what team you play for. If if like if Barcelona took Messi out of their team, they would suffer heavily for it. And for someone to come in and score twenty three goals in half a season and you know then to just all of a sudden be gone it's very very hard to replace that mm. it's hard for any team to replace that amount of goals um so it's it's hard really to put your finger on it but um and and I know now since last season they've had a huge transition of players as well so it's they're they're probably only gelling really Jeez, gelling you sound like John now. there <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're really, you're giving all the right noises here right oh no that's that's the way it is <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean it's it's uh, it's a hell of a challenge this season though, with the the regeneration you're, that you're talking about that's it sure it's, yeah. it's the same as ourselves up in Sligo we're the same we've a, an extremely cosmopolitan squad yeah. you know <laughs> and you've got a, an element of that there recently you oh yeah I've, 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 I've a piece I've, it's, it's it's the piece is done it just needs to be it's probably be in the end though, across the weekend i think with uh, with romeo and oh, uh, uh, Romeo Parks and Dante. Yeah. Romeo, who's like a viral sensation now because his his celebration has like was like <laughs> half a million hits or something. It's because as like bad as you'll see. The, the Canadian lad just wanders straight into it halfway <laughs> through. It's like, you, like the, clearly there'd be no clearly there was no confidence you were going to score a goal in the game because this hadn't been planned. You don't have to worry about that, Johnny. You don't have to worry the celebration. <laughs> no, I didn't have to in Park and really was right. Um, but they uh, weren't together long enough in pre-season to do the it. celebration. No, no, they'll, they'll, I'm sure that they'll practice that over the next couple of weeks. But uh, Romeo, though, Jesus, what a name! Like, What's your celebration like, Johnny? I haven't scored many, Rennie. I got it. I got it. Two seasons ago, on, you lads, were. I tell you, I got one, I got one in Shamrock Rovers. I did indeed in Tallahay and off the crossbar, Renny. That's me. That's me. Proudest that's moment. Your WhatsApp that, photos. No, it's your proudest moment, not the assist to throw off something. Well, the, yeah. the I players, look, you, don't, you don't like to talk about that. I didn't that. want to bring that the, up. The fifteenth time you told me about right. that, you said you didn't like to talk about it. I was like, fair enough. I did. I threw it off Shep's back and crossed it in for Shawnee to score. All right, but look. Anyway, let's not go into that anymore. Yeah, but the actual the the. The new characters that you're encountering there, yeah. though. I mean, like, I, I did speak to Romeo and, and to Dante, and they've very different backgrounds, and yeah. they've seen all sorts of different things in the game. And Romeo was banned from football for a couple mm. of months when he had that incident on pitch. Again, it's another. He's, he's sort of. He's got a habit of being a viral sensation. That he, lad, he likes you know? a YouTube clip, yeah. But it, <laughs> when you're actually sort of pulling all this group together, and I mean, you actually would experience last year with some different characters coming in from outside. How does it take? How long does it take to sort of build a bond or? Rapport between the group because Irish lads will always have their in a little their town way. in the west of Ireland. Aye, that's uh. it. Aye. It's it's um, 
it's hard to say how long it takes because you know it just really depends on the characters themselves. But if you look at say just say Dante and Romeo for mm-hmm. example, they're both even in the way that they are in the dressing room and stuff. They're both very different characters. Dante's or Dante's a little bit more outgoing than Romeo. Romeo's a little bit yeah. reserved. But when you get it out of Romeo, he's really he's great crack. You know, he really opens up. Um, Dante's he's I think he's doing a masters and teaching or something outside he's, of football he's still, as well. Still doing his education. Yeah, I you know, so very very intelligent yeah. lad. And um, I think even let's say with Dante, you could see the first game against Dundalk was. You know, he was only warm until he was. It was a shock to the system yeah. for him, I'd imagine. But he put on an exhibition of centre half play against Van Harps in a place so that's believe, yeah, very, very hard reports, to go. Yeah. He was, he was superb. Like, um, so it's just they're they're going to take time to gel into the team. You when, know? You, when you find yeah. good characters, like I, I thought about Bastian Heary and Aye. I suppose Izzy, that I have really good characters, and uh, I remember Johnny at, at Cork in the dressing room, Paul Keegan would be another one. When you get people like that, you hang on to them for dear life. Yeah. Um, but I look think of Bastian and Izzy and I had another lad, Kazi from. Belgium and, and Vigoroo actually from Swindon. Well, you had a Bora as well. Yeah, yeah, it was a, <laughs> another, <laughs> another day as well. I got the sense that you and Stanley didn't maybe get Ah, on. no, 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 no. Not great, no. But is that part of the, the challenge that you, you, you can do your homework, you get your clips, you talk to people, you're recommended, but do you know until someone comes into the group That's and it. you see I, them? You don't know. Our yeah. first game, Stanley's first game for me was a friendly against Wexford and he was real chilled out and relaxed and the whole lot. And after uh, five minutes or ten minutes of the game, he tells the referee to F off. Yeah. Now, he screams it. It was about a hundred <laughs> at the game. The whole place. And I was going, that couldn't be him. That's, that's not him. So yeah. I go in and your, your character vetting didn't show. Uh, yeah, so I go in thing. and I speak to him. I said, Stanley, you, you can't do that here. I said, you know, does that happen that often? No, that's the first time ever. And little <laughs> do I know as the season goes on, <laughs> every second game is something similar. But um, getting back to the likes of Bastian and Izzy, they're so lively in the dressing room and they make it a joy to come in to train and uh, there's a feel-good factor in the dressing room. I know that helps when you win games, mm, but yeah. uh, that's important. That Noel Hunt was similar. Yeah. You know, they helped everyone else settle in. Because it, it is, I thought it was a striking aspect of the recruitment across the league this year. I mean, Derry, they've brought in an Argentine guy. Um, you can go around the league. There's been, there's been a couple of lads dropped in. There's an Australian fella at Harps and so on. Are you getting... A lot of names thrown your way now in the, in the off season. Oh yeah, Jesus! I mean, it, se- it seems like more than before. Now I could be completely wrong, but is is the, are you getting a raft of them now? Like oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> where, where do you get them from? Like, or where do they come Any from? Any ages, you know? they get your number and they send it on, and oh my, you just blank them like <laughs> you know after a while. But right. you're always thinking you might find that one special one that'll make a difference, but. You know, that doesn't happen. Is this the YouTube stuff, though? Do you find yourself getting sent these, oh, cli- clips, these clips to these lads pinging passes and scoring goals? Oh, yeah, they you all you get great. one for your Zane Bolt, like, you'd be like, let's, let's bring him in. Oh, you know? Constantly you get them. You know, I'm still getting them. And mm-hmm. I suppose the easy way to start it is telling me you have no money. You don't hear from him again. <laughs> and you don't. <laughs> yeah, that, that I send him to Cork. <laughs> the, the Lee Power thing, though, that I was disappointed in... in um, the news in the off-season that he was going to bring uh, the budget down because what more could you have achieved last season? And I was thinking, why Why is he in this? If You, you got into Europe, um, you've played great football, you couldn't have asked for any more, you're not going to win the league in your first season and then all of a sudden, it just didn't make sense to me. Like, if you're, Are you in this for the long haul or are you in this for a season or what? Yeah, you're right. Johnny, it's, uh, it's a honeymoon period we've gone through, getting promoted, finishing fourth, overachieved and then you're going, right, can we push on? Um but it's a, it's a one-man show, so it's difficult for him. He's looked at it last year and said, it's cost him too much. I need to tighten up in certain areas. Um, which is fair enough, I suppose. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. see the figures for Swindon yeah. Town, which, which came out there the other day. I mean, the, 
the money that that club was losing. It's extraordinary. What were they yeah. like? Yeah. I mean, serious amounts of money. But I mean, that's actually, it's funny, we have this vision of England as the dream. A lot of clubs in the Football League are losing money. Losing lots of money. Yeah, yeah. sure. It's actually, it's actually, it's actually astonishing because sure, remember you when talk about gates, gates, and I mean their 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 culture of attending games is brilliant, you know. And but Jesus, like some of the clubs, sure, are like didn't all of them have to like really scrimmage to get fifty grand for McAlinney? And I was like, this is a real roll reverse. They really need the money. Yeah. They were absolutely um, in in bits. Like, <laughs> but are you trying to get a handle? Then I mean, it's a, it's a challenge for you because naturally you're going to ask for more. You're going to yeah. ask for more. You're going to ask more. But and I'm I'm looking at spending in January. And I've, I've told you this, they signed nine players in the window in, in uh, Sweden in January. And I'm going, for, you know, what about your other club in Ireland? Yeah. Um, so it is. Look but we are playing in Europe this year. Yeah, to be fair. that's it. And it's a challenge. And you know, you can do your badges, your pro license, but nothing prepares you for this type of thing, you know, of of sending in players late to you. Um, supposed to be getting players in Sweden and it doesn't happen. So, look, it is what it is and you just have to roll with it. This must have been very hard for you at the end of last season to secure lads for like the likes of Bastian and all that for this season because the rumour was out there that Watford were in trouble financially or certainly were going to cut back and you had to say to these lads, it'll be fine. And it's funny, Dan, you gave me Neil Horgan's book, um, Second oh, yeah. City, the second book, and just like <clears> I'm, I'm in the middle of reading it now, that, that season where um, what was... Colin was in charge, Tom Colin, and the whole thing was totally unravelling. And, um, you know, you don't want players no, unrest. But if, like. if you look at it, Bowes, Cork beat Bowes in the semi-final of the Cup. So we qualified for Europe. That was a Monday night replay. Mm, yeah, it was. was yeah. Okay, so Tuesday morning I come into the players to congratulate them for qualifying for Europe. And there's three of them under contract. So they're all going, oh, thanks very much, but Is what happens? Is this a parting gift? Like, or yeah. What? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, thanks very much, but what happens next? And then you're in a situation as a manager, you go, you're trying to find out what your budget is. What if you decide to go to five or six fellas and say, you know, Bastian, Izzy, and there was somebody else, a younger lad was under contract. So if I go to five or six of them and say, look, I want to keep you for next year, how did the other 12 feel? So mm. it was a case, and he was saying to me, there's no budget there until the season's over. We'd sit down and talk. So like, you're going to lads going... That's far from ideal, isn't it? You're going, thanks very much for getting us in Europe. And they're going, yeah, right, where mm. am I going? Mm. So that was diff- definitely difficult, so and it's something that you're going. To, it's hard to be prepared for that. Because the old days in Europe, it was great to get to Europe. But now it means like there is a good bit of money coming in, if nothing else, as much as you can keep of it, you know, with your cost. But it's a big incentive, I would have thought, for an owner as well. Oh yeah, definitely. And and we're talking about the honeymoon period of yeah. of getting to that stage, and if you can get you around uh, as well as is. But look, he calls the shots at the end of the day, and I have to work with what I have, and the budget has to be cut. So. It's the sign, I suppose, smartly. and, and Well, j- just on Watford, so Dundalk have, what have they, four games, six points, but they really, they look at this and say, well, what are we, we're, we're like two behind, we're four behind Rovers who've played a game more, we're fine. Where are Watford this season? Are you, like, I remember you were laughing us off last season when we said, are you title contenders? You were doing well. How are you compared to last season? Are you better or worse, and how far can you go? It's a, it's a hard one for me to call, um, we will get better as it goes on. Is that that's for sure? There's nothing between us. On any given day, we could beat anyone, um, because you know we're talking about four lads in the under twenty ones. We're young enough in certain areas, so that we, that comes in consistency. But um, where will we be? Will we win it? No, but you know, hopefully we can challenge for Europe. Johnny, what do you make of the the? You've been involved in that title race for s- sort of five seasons, and. I think it's probably fair to say I don't think Sligo Rovers be expected to challenge. So, no. what do you make of the the league race this year from from your perspective? You've played against the Dalk and Pats already. Um, well, like our, our in our first four games, we probably played three of the teams that are expected to be right up there. I mean, it was you know it was a very very tough start for us uh, for anyone looking in. 
Um, probably unfortunate to lose against Pats in the end and did well against to draw with Dundalk. But even looking at the league so far and the results so far, I mean, there are so many... There, there are really are. I know it's easy to say, but there are no easy games whatsoever. Like going up to Finn Harps is a hard place to go. You know, UCD are a hard team to play against. We're playing. We'll be playing Waterford in a few weeks' time, and Waterford have some exceptional players. And I suppose we're the thing about us too. Hey, we're we're very young as well. Like boys mm. are calling me granddad in the dressing room. I'm 27. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like so. Um, I I think for for us anyway, we're not going to set ourselves any targets. But um, if we could. You know, we we want to be aiming for the upper half of the table anyway. Like we want, you know, we want to be if we can aim for that fourth spot in Europe, that'd be fantastic to get. You know, as well as that, like you'd been missing Ronan Murray, um, David Cawley, and obviously Cockland, who you just signed from mm. Cork, Cork City. He was out for, I think he was out for your, was it the not the Harps game, the the Pats game, I think, um, or the game before. Anyway, he was out. Right. So you, you have players, particularly Cawley and Murray's just come back in as well, like. Big time, and even like Dave Collie's come back into training there. He had a little, he had a little operation on his knee a few weeks ago, and he's he's back in full training now. And like, the, he is, he has so much quality, it's unbelievable. Like I remember, I played with him when I was younger as well. But this, like this fella, is a proper player. He is a proper player. Um, Ronan Coughlin as well. But like, Collie didn't really thrive under Liam Buckley at Pat, so that's the interesting angle for me. Maybe yeah. it's another that was another parish, but I, I I actually I don't know much about when he was at Pat. I think he was injured though for some of that period, I, I, as far as I know. Um, but definitely just seeing him coming into training and stuff in the five or side games, like geez, you wouldn't want anyone else on your team. He, he will not give the ball away. Um, yeah. And now, and Ronan Coughlin, as we're saying as well, he's come back in in phenomenal shape. I was actually talking to a couple of boys in Cork, and they had said that in pre-season, you know, that he was looking very sharp and training and stuff like that as well. So I thought he was awful this point at Cork. I thought he'd do really well and any time I saw him I was, I was disappointed in him basically. He, he probably he probably didn't play obviously as much as he wanted to down there. I think he would admit that himself but even the, he, he must have applied himself seriously in the off season because he has come back in in some shape lads. The man's like a bodybuilder now. Um, and against Pat's up front the shift that he put in for us that oh, night yeah. Was, yeah, he was, he was you, you were at the game yeah, that night yeah. I mean he was feeding off scraps generally speaking especially in the second half against the win but he put in a serious yeah. serious shift and his quality on the ball was, was showing so um, you know we'd be hoping that he's, he'll have a massive impact I'd say uh, Alan one of the more interesting signings I mean we'll go back to Cork again but like Damien Delaney bringing him in and, and how's he fair because obviously Johnny would have shared a dressing room with him last That's year right, as well yeah. too so what's he brought to the mix because yeah. there might have been a feeling Where's where's this where's this guy going after the way things ended at Cork? Yeah, I suppose everyone looked at when you speak about Damien Delaney, it's all about the the Bows and Cork game last year mm. in Dalymount, and that's they're all whether they're writing them off or whatever it be. But um, I sat down and spoke to him. Um, you know, I had to be flexible in the way he trained and he's traveling and all the rest. It's all about Friday night with Damien having him fresh for that. His experience alone is worth having for me. Mm. Um, so, look, he's been really good so far and great help for all the players. Is he the player he was 10, 15 years ago? No, he's not. But there's different attributes and different ways of playing that can look after him. But he's he's done really well so far. How, How, did, you find, how did you find yeah. working with him? Sorry, sorry. sorry yeah. he, as Rennie said, he's a brilliant pro. Like, mm. a really brilliant pro. The way he looks after himself. Like, I, what, what age like is he? Like Kenny Brown. Like, exactly. <laughs> they're almost the same person, actually, when you say <laughs> when you, what, what age is uh What age is Damien now? 37. 37. Yeah. Like, but, you know, he, he keeps himself in serious, serious shape. Like, the way he looks after himself off the pitch and stuff. And, as Rennie says, that game against Bowes was just, it was just a freak game. Like, it's one of those... Everyone has a game like that where yeah. they just nothing goes right for them. And it just so happened that he was playing centre-back that night and Bowes were... Pretty rampant at that stage. Daniel Kelly on fire, who's yeah. actually yeah. looking like a very good player now as well. Yeah. What, I, what I like about Damien is he has an opinion, Big and uh, he'll test you with it, and, and you have to embrace that. 
I sp- you know, because you know, you got to tap into his knowledge and that. And if you're not going to be strong enough to to open, you know, to tap into that, you're wasting your time. Really. Do you like that then? Do you like a player who will say to you? At, yeah, definitely, at the, at the right time you yeah know. De- definitely I'll always be right that's the only thing yeah. <laughs> um, no but it is important that you know you get feedback from players and not to be shy and, and I suppose whisper to their, their teammate come in and say it in front of the group you know if they feel that we can improve in something or, or be better in something whatever it be um, I'm very open to that because I was listening to, to Stewie Byrne on News Talk last week and he was talking he was also playing his songs as well he's just, I don't know if people are aware of this Stewie Byrne is like a singer-songwriter he's, he's doing this in his spare time now and he had a song about Wes Hula and it was was it a good song? it actually wasn't bad it's, it, was, it, wasn't what you, it wasn't like a, a drawly singer-songwriter like a bloke in a pub with five lads there it was a bit more like 80s, 90s like sort would, of, you, would you play it again? I would probably listen to it anyway right, yeah, okay. yeah but anyway very. Uh, this is a slight tangent I mean I just didn't, I had no idea that this was a thing but anyway he's done it but he was talking a lot about that time in Shells um, around the, did you join in 05 or 06 yeah, yeah, yeah so were you there when they won the league in 06 yeah, I left actually just at the, the, the window I wasn't playing in 06 yeah, when, but, but that was a dressing room that I think he spoke he speaks very fondly about that dressing room about Harry probably himself yeah, he would have been there yeah. I, you know there's a variety of other characters that were there Jim Crawford would have been there before yeah, and so he on. was there as well Jim yeah, Crawford so, like, yeah. Was that as good a dressing room as you were involved? Yeah, well, in? look, it was. It was, I suppose, player led, but there was obviously Pat was at the top of it, you know, and, mm-hmm. and it was the first time I really seen. Say, I thought Owen here he was different class. He ran the dressing room, mm-hmm. and obviously the few like myself and Jim and so on that would help him. But there was twenty in the in the squad. There are twenty one, and they were like James Chambers, Gary Deegan. They were twenty two, twenty three. So there was twenty really good players, and if you didn't play, you know, there was no bitching about it you just got on with it yeah. so I really enjoyed it. it was my first taste of full-time football but you know somebody like Sean Dillon Colin Hawkins all top fellas because the league is getting so much younger now and that's a real talking point I mean is it harder to then to to build that dressing room if you've got lads coming in and they're very talented lads but it's their first season almost in senior football they, they they're, coming. they're coming in now and they're all on their phones and mm. their head down and, and that's what they're looking at and I'm not sure what they're looking at, <laughs> but they're they're all on their phones. So it's, it's we can trick. only speculate. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Um, I'll just refrain from commenting on that. <laughs> yeah. But but he's actually Johnny's on his phone here. <laughs> people can't see <laughs> exactly. It. Yeah. But, uh, but even even the thing of you know it's only a little rule that I have. I'm sure they have it in England, place like that. that no phones before training, because if you're signing a lot of new players, how are they going to get to know each other? Mm. Um, so I'm sure it's awkward for some of the players, but it helps them integrate, and uh, you can see, you can feel it grow. Uh, in the dressing room before, you know, so that's something we were, we were actually talking about exactly that the other day. A couple of the games in pre season, you know, we're, we're quite local for us, they're only down in Castle Bar. So we, we travelled in, ca- in the car, um, and a few of the boys are from Mayo as well, so we just all met at the ground. And see, when you're travelling in the car like that, I mean, I didn't know any of the boys before I went in, or not many of them. Mm-hmm. You, you really do get to know them, you yeah. know, you actually talk to them, you have the crack on the way to the game, you get into the dressing room, and you're sort of, you know, you're already you're already talking to each other, you're kind of ready to go rather yeah, than sitting. interesting, actually, because I, I think that in Dock Lads, would have, the lads that would have commuted from Dublin actually became quite close. I think Massey and Andy Boyle used to travel up together. And Same thing. I suppose when you think about it, you know, you spend an hour, you've nowhere to go. I mean, and, that, and on yeah. the other side of that, you need to be careful with that too, because. If the four fellas travelling together, Cleague. they just you don't uh, stick want your cleagues, yeah. yeah, they stick yeah. together True. when they get there. So it's it's opening it up uh, to everyone. But yeah. speaking of, uh, I, I was struck by some quotes the other day. Now it's someone coming after your job. Unfortunately, we're just going to be worrying. Oh. Is, uh, oh. I'm, always, I'm always joking with Rennie that I'm going to come and take his job and take what the would he know about it? back Absolutely. into Europe. But he got there before me. 
Uh, Rennie is doing a fantastic job. I'll never say never, but it will be unlikely playing-wise. We'll see, but as of now, I would say it's unlikely. That's John O'Shea talking about possibly yeah. coming back. You, you'd speak to John a bit, would you? you yeah, yeah. Look, he's a great fella. Uh, real down-to-earth, uh, level-headed lad who's had what a career he's had, but uh, he's, he's great and... Look, he's living over in Manchester or wherever he is now at the minute, but his wife is even from Waterford and the family are from Waterford, so I can't speak highly enough of him. Do you yeah. think he'd come home? Whether he'd come home, I'm not sure. I'm not sure whether, you know, he's settled over there. He's been over there a long time. Um, I'm not sure. What, what he's I, a model. He's a start to go into coaching, I would have thought. What are you, I, yeah. you, get that, you get that sense of people that... Has he yeah. done his badges and stuff? Uh, he's, yeah, he's doing, yeah he's, he's doing his badges, yeah, mm. so... You would have thought somewhere over there. I think I've seen in, in the same uh, interview that he's doing something with Reading, coaching at the minute yeah. as well. So he'll definitely go into that. John, you're helping out with the 19s at uh, Sligo Rovers this year as well, aren't you? You're doing yeah, that's that. it. Doing a, bit of, doing a bit of the 19. So I did my B licence last year. Um, I'll have to look into doing the A this year. And uh, it's just, you know, getting your badges done when you're playing, is pr- it's the best time to get it done. You, you've got time to do it. I'm not having that. You're not no. having it? No, I'm not having that. It's a you distraction, know. like yeah, and they think they know more than they know. Just concentrate and playing. The manager knows everything. Yeah, yeah. Well, I it wouldn't, it wouldn't, it wouldn't there. cause me. No, I'm not going to go up to, to Liam and question anything now. But it's, uh, I think it gives you a different perspective on the game. That'll be my view on it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, obviously, look, opinions are going to differ, but I, I think it, it helps you. From the manager might tell you to do something. And you might all of a sudden understand why he's asking you to do it, maybe. Mm. Or alternatively, you <laughs> might totally disagree with it. <laughs> the, ma- you know? the mad thing about doing your badge as well, you get like every Tom, Dick and Harry can go for the badge from like a lad who's been a really oh. good pro to like John off the street, like who's kind of been a part-time bricklayer or whatever. Like. Oh, listen, we yeah. had some characters on our one in Cork. Uh, we, uh, could you, could you tell us a story or two? Oh, yeah. We, well, we did you don't need to name him. Or, no, or no, I'll not name names now, but we did the, yeah. we did the B licence in Cork and uh, there was a few players doing it myself, Mark McNulty, Ian Turner, Robbie Williams, who's at Limerick now, Billy Dennehy. Um, we were all doing it together. So a lot of characters there. One of the days, one of the lads was putting on a coaching practice, and obviously all the other coaches are supposed to stand there and watch, you know, watch what they're doing. So the lads look around. There was this one particular fella that they were looking for, uh, one of the coaches who, you know, anyway, one of the coaches. And uh, We call him John. We call him John for yeah. argument's sake. Hey, where's John, you know? And we look around anyway. So... Our coaching practice is on National Turf. Next to the Astor Turf is a big pitch. And next to that's the car park. And we look over at the car park. And here's John outside his Audi car, kicking the tires to check where the tires are right. While the coaching practice is going on two pitches over. <laughs> We're like, lads, what is going on here? <laughs> so the next thing, he comes, he comes strolling back over. We're like, oh, you all right, yeah? He said, yeah, I yeah, just wanted to check everything was all right with the car. This lad's going for his B license as well, so <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so, uh, you just get all sorts. What you was the line uh, Robbie Williams had about one lad? He's 52 seats short fi- of a coach. 52 seats short of a coach. He said it a lot, though. I tell you now, right? He's 52 seats short of a coach. Uh, you mentioned Owen Heary there. I, I, I thought his managerial career would have maybe taken off more than it has. Not that he's been a, necessarily a failure, but it's kind of been a bit disjointed, I suppose. Yeah, look, I'm not so sure what he's like in, in the dressing room managing the group, but. I can't speak highly enough of him as a player and the way he, he was in the dressing room, you know. So, like, again, he, he's had ups and downs, as you're saying, but I'm sure he's learning as he goes as well, you know. So, it's, it's important to reflect back on, you know, when, when things haven't worked out, you know, how, and look at yourself and say, how could you do it better, you know, and don't be looking at everyone else and saying, look, I didn't get a budget, I didn't do this. And that's the situation I'm in at the minute. I can blame 101 things, but my focus is on me being the best I can be 
and not being looking to, for excuses all the time. And, and also, you you have a decent squad of players. He he was a Dubliner who went to Sligo. Liam Buckley's a Dubliner who went to Sligo. I, I chatted Liam Buckley for the season on News Talk, and with a very strangely awkward moment where, right. and I thought I was being nice here now. I, I, I used the euphemism when he was let go by Pat. So I was like, I thought that was a nice way of putting whatever. And he, he was, I, I, I'm going to have to stop you there, sorry. Let, let go, you know, I can't, I can't really get into it, but, you know, that, that's not the way it was. Like, so he, he objected to me saying let go, which I thought was quite surprising. But anyway, how is he getting on at Sligo? Because he's not as... Uh, well, he's the, not the, the, the agreement that's done is the agreement that's done. Mm. So that's... every Of course, every everything is mutual anyway. But, <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I was at the game against Bowes. They were really humble. It was a shocking performance. And obviously then, um, he was, I think was he was gone maybe within a day or two. And it was quite a harsh, uh, I suppose, you know, departure or whatever. But how has he, how has he managed uh, you and the guys at Sligo? Because you did a tough off-season, you were telling me. Yeah, we had a tough, we had a tough pre-season. No, we, did some, we did some hard, hard sessions. Like, uh, we did one run up the woods, up this woods just outside Sligo. I've never felt as bad in my life after a session. Like, it was, it was really, really hard. Now, hill sprints at the end of it and stuff like that. Um, so, I probably, you know, obviously you see, you've, I've played against Liam's teams before and they're, you know, total football. Basically, Pats were always total football when I played against them. Um, so I, I maybe didn't expect that in preseason. Such a, geez, such a hard preseason. Um, but I think it's it's going to like it's it's he's taking his time now to implement his style and stuff and sort of coach us through the shape that we want to play and um, probably no no different to the lads in Waterford. Like we'll only get better as well as we jail because there's so none of the boys barely have played together before. And it's him, you know? Dave Campbell, and John Russell, is it? Himself, Dave Campbell and John Russell. Dave Campbell doesn't tend to be in day to day because he's he's working in Dublin as well. John Russell does the majority of the coaching along with Brian Dorian from Killy Beggs. Um, Your neck of the woods, kind of. My neck of the woods, yeah. not too far away altogether. He would be Brian would have coached Seamus Coleman at St Catharines growing up and stuff like that. So, um, very very good I, coach. I have as to well. say, when I was with Liam at St Pat's, his style of play. I know everyone can talk about the wide open defensively and and so on, but. The players they had, you were talking about David Cawley earlier on, mm. the great Bulgers, the Killian Reynolds, Keith Fahey's, oh, yeah. all these, and the expansive game they played was Barmo, I'm not sure who, who else was playing, really. Oh, Jared yeah. Brown would have been there. Yeah, all really, Kenny Brown, Connor yeah, Kenna. All really yeah. top players, and, and I suppose it was a joy to watch. Then if you don't have that calibre of player, you've got to be flexible and change, then adapt to change in a way, I suppose. Well, I, I think his time at Pat's probably was time to move on, and fair enough, he was there long enough. But he he, <coughs> he, he brought that football style in probably when very few oh, other yeah. managers were, and I have to laud him for that. Yes. And it was great to, to bring lads to watch League of Ireland games. At least if you're watching Pat's, you could safely say, well, there'll be a bit of ball played here. But, oh, yeah. Um, I, I don't know where are we at then. No, we're we're, we're going to have a tight show because we're running I'm, over. I'm are are you feeling better? I'm feeling a bit better now. Yeah. Just the, the, oh, you're the still art, not looking great. Art, well, cheers, cheers, John. <laughs> it's, the, it's, the art, it's the art of conversation. Just like you know, just I hope we have a very shit. crude like you taking like Rennie superimposed on tablets. Uh, <laughs> that's on what we'll do. Yeah, that's what we'll do. Um, <laughs> I, I, this this season Pictures. in general has me really fascinated because First Vision and and Premier. The one team I'd be worried about is Finn Harps. I'm watching the other night and uh, Johnny. Uh, I have to say, I could, I could just correct one thing on that. And Johnny did say there's no so many players. There's no easy games. I mean, Monday was an easy game for Rovers, but in, in the circumstances, yeah. that this the part-time team having to travel on a oh. Monday night with a fixture that's been brought forward because Talas hosting the European Championship. Very harsh in them. May, like how it ends up. I, I, I appreciate it, it. May you could say it just it, it proves there's an integrity that it is a randomly generated fixture list. I suppose mm. you can you can look at it that way and say, well, listen, it's just a look at a draw. But I have a major red flag but, here, Dan, on Finn Harps. As far as I know, two of the lads they have on loan are training with the teams that they. 
play with. Not that no, I cannot have that at all. As far as I know, Boyd is training with Rovers and traveling for games. Oh, he is, yeah, yeah. Now I, I, I was astonished by that. Like I, I think that I'm not a manager, but that would be a massive no. Yeah, yeah. I'd, look, I wouldn't. It's not something I would go with myself. But all he sh- needed a striker. Yeah, I'm sure Ollie's up up there going. I need to get something in, and and you know, and John Cavan, I suppose, is, is with mm. Cork as well, and the two players that will make a difference to Ollie's team. So at times you just have to go with it. The budget dictates. But it's not ideal. There's something old school about that. I mean, that's the that old, was the old days. That's the old League of Ireland. Now. I had it. I had it the first year with Waterford. We'd uh, two boys from Swindon coming in on Thursday. Oh yeah. To, to train Thursday evening. It was a ginger midfielder, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, Tom Smith. They yeah. were flying in, were they? Yeah, we were playing on. We we're in the first division. Obviously, we were training oh. in the evenings. So they play in Thursday, play Thursday, or train Thursday, play Friday, back Saturday. Right. So you're watching it. And other players, eventually, as it goes on, are going, hang on a minute, what's going on? Mm. But it was also the thing, is, if I left one of them out the same one week, I didn't see him again. <laughs> right? <laughs> I was glad of that. But, um, <laughs> but, but the one I wanted to keep, yeah. I was, he was just, he was having a sticky patch, you know, Tom Smith, yeah. you know, his form was dipping a little bit, and I'm going, if I leave this fella out, he's gone. <laughs> but, uh, well, you were talking about dressing room harmony and the boys coming in and they're all together yeah. as a group. Yeah, there's no chance, there's no way. No way and then there's again. a lad who's training away all week and then obviously Boyd comes in and takes his position up top. May not play well, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I, I could, See, I can't Johnny, it's, it. it's difficult because I'd be very sympathetic towards Harps on Monday and I have been. I can look at it in a very, in a very another way and say, well, you know, the league wants to be a bit more full-time and you know, why is the season short? The season is short because certain clubs want to pay shorter contracts. So those clubs are the ones that will also have the complaints about the fixture list. You, you will have all managers complaining about the fixture list, of course, especially when we get to May and there's all these games. But for full-time clubs, it's a bit of a different thing. If everyone wants, wants to avoid these scenarios, although the under-17 thing was a bit random, you still want the season to be longer. And these clubs, like Harps, have to find a way to adapt. It could be the difference. You know, I'm not saying that Finn Harps would be relegated or anything like that. But th- those two players, John Cameron and Sean Boyd, they could be the difference in them staying up. They could also be the 100%. difference in them not staying up. Yes, you know what I mean? yes, you're right. It's, so it's, it's, mm. it's quality against kind of philosophy. But Boyd is yeah. only till the summer as well. Mm. I mean, we'll see what, if that's open to change. But the, the but there's obviously the a desperation that comes the, with having to do that. Yeah. Dan, know? the midweek games in general, like we just have to cut these down as much as possible. It was so flat in Tallaght the other night. It was, it was like a pre-season game. No atmosphere at all. I, th- I did think the circumstances of the game contributed to it. But, but I must say, like you know, I think Alan here, the 4,000 at the first Waterford game, even two and a half against Bowes, which is very good. And it's great. But obviously, you're going to play a Monday night game soon and you're going to lose yeah, last, something from that. Yeah, last know? year we had, we were caught with the Monday night games at home and it was taken away from your attendance. We had Pats at home and we had somebody else. So you're hoping that your Monday night games are away mm. um, yeah. because when you go to Tala, like on Monday, it's flat. And if they played Shamrock Rovers on the Friday before or Dundalk the Friday before, the atmosphere is electric, places buzzing. So then they have to come and get themselves up when there's a thousand at it. The, so the, the Cork game as well in Turner's Cross, your away section looked brilliant in that. It was yeah. just like, and scoring the goal at the end and going over to them and everything, like, looked great for the league. I enjoyed that one, all right. I'd say you did. Um, but yeah, so look, we'll, we want to play as many as we can on a Friday night. And, and but but la- there's a buzz down there, obviously. Last year, Johnny, we played uh, seven games in 21 days and we did a tight enough squad and it killed us as it went on. So that's the last thing I want. The thing is, you must have got people back into the habit because there's always that fear that okay, you had a buzz, you won the first division. People love to see a winning team. And then you come back up and there's a bit of a buzz. I wondered this season how your crowds would go just with the pre-season yeah. stuff you mentioned. Clearly some people have become regulars again rather than drifters. Yeah. You know, well, if you look at Shamrock Rovers being your first game and then 
uh, Bowes obviously were top of the table. They brought a few. So um, having those big ones, I'm sure later on in the season they as it goes, yeah. there'll be a few will drop down. But again, you need to be in the right, at the top of the table, challenging some way, and they'll keep coming. Okay, we'll look ahead to the weekend's games. Yeah, that, that brings me to the next question, but actually. Dundalk, you're playing Dundalk Friday. How how do you rate Dundalk versus Shamrock <coughs> Rovers without having played Dundalk yet? Or what did you make of Rovers? Kind of is this going to be title race? I was very impressed with Shamrock Rovers the first day we played them. The conditions were really poor. Um, we weren't good on the night now either, but they tried to play. I just liked their shape of their team. You liked their shape. I liked their shape. But you played an arrow midfield last year at times, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. So, I yeah. liked their shape and in those conditions to play the way they did. You know, they were, they were decent. We were hanging on. Obviously, we scored early. But we're hanging on. But I was impressed with them again on Monday night when I watched them. And I know people could say Finn Harps, you know, were tired and they're traveling and so on. But I thought Sean McRovers the first half were excellent. Um, I, I didn't think that. I just thought it was the, the game was on a plate for them. It's funny. Like. Yeah, you can say that too. You know, Are they not uh, too many square pins and round holes though. You try and play against it, and you'll, mm. you know, you chasing shadows there. You're going, <laughs> you know, Jack Bourne coming in. But um, I, ju- I was just impressed with what I've seen and. You know, people can say Finn Harps weren't at it, whatever it be. You still have to, you know, beat what's in front of you. And, and for me, they were very good. Dundalk haven't hit, you know, they they've haven't scored, I suppose, you know, all the chances they've had. But they will hit so many for a few, and I'm hoping it's not us. Like you look, you look, Dan, they probably they definitely should have had a penalty against Rovers. Should have beaten Sligo, really. They should have yeah, beaten Finn Harps. I think like, they're, flattered, they're flattered in a bad way, sorry. I, but I think, yeah, I think the... the the fear they would have, I think, is that if Shields now, Shields is conflicting reports. It seems like he's going to miss this week anyway. It may not be six weeks, but it's still a while. And Benson and McElhenney are obviously out for a period of time. If they'd even won the Sligo game, which they probably should have on chances, even if they had a couple more points on the board, because they're actually coming into a pretty tough run of fixtures now. Like Their, their, their start, with all due respect to the clubs they were playing, you know, Sligo were after a messy pre-season at home first and Finn Harps in UCD. Like they could have got points on the board then, so now they wouldn't be under as much pressure coming into this run because they've got Derry away. They've You're talking about the three players: yeah. McElhenney, Benson, no, and Shields. If he's out, yeah. if anyone loses those, like what? You know, yeah, they're top drawers. So, so they sign pl- back from retirement. Yeah, yeah, we well, might sign for Waterford. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. He's, he's got worse knees than me. Just <laughs> he just has to turn up on Friday. I'll work around. Well, the, yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the question when he's been playing Astro with you, John, as well. So he's probably in no fit shape to go into. You know, uh, that's not a good warm up. He wasn't him. any good anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but um, well, I think I think it's, it's amazing we'll see what the they three do. of them in what four games and three of their main yeah. midfielders. Yeah, but the flip injured. the flip side of that is they they were able to sign players at the last minute that are becoming very hit, like Cameron Dummigan from Oldham, who's actually a fullback, but he could he's played at midfield in his time. Jarvis and Hoare Joe, could play there. Jarvis and Hoare, John McKee. Yeah, but it's still it's very difficult to bring in players like that. There, these boys are boys that have played in their midfield for the last few years. Oh, yeah. You know, they're a very they've been a very settled team and that's contributed to their success like mm-hmm. so as much as the boys can come in and, and play well it's it's not going to be the same yeah, yeah you know? No. I know at least at least they have them though but I think that's a fair point and yeah. they are there's there's a not putting pressure on anyone there's a certain vulnerability there at the moment you would think I, I'm, I'm going to put pressure on Rennie here I fancy to get a result <laughs> Friday night I'm, I've put a few bob on them as well on you guys yeah yeah, yeah. Um, well, that's reassuring for well, you there. Yeah, you've got to, the his trip home will be much shorter now. But yeah, he's, you know, he's got the award. A good bet, actually. You've, you've <laughs> got uh, seven to one. Got, you've gone to Cork and won two nil. Uh, I think Dundalk. You're probably playing them at a good time with those injuries. Yeah. Um, look, as I said earlier, on any day we could beat any team in the league. It's like Sligo, it's like anyone. Yeah. If you catch them on a, on a good day, but um, we haven't been hit the heights just yet. But we're not far away from it. So 
Hopefully Johnny Meade. The boy Akinati, though, he needs to start scoring goals. There's no chance of that. <laughs> <laughs> no. He's, he's, been, he's been up in Oriel before, caused lots of yes. problems for Dundalk uh, on his day. I'd say Brian Gartland would say he's probably the toughest he's played against the league on his day. Yeah, look, he is uh, a real threat and he's been good uh, the last few weeks. Again, like we're working with him, you know, hopefully he can chip him with a few goals. But he creates as well, you know, because of, of his... His attributes, I would have thought. How's Lonnie getting on? I, I, th- I thought he was a very good sign. Yeah, really good. He was injured for the first uh, three or four weeks, so we threw him in against Cork, and um, so I'm, I'm hoping this Friday he'll be fresh and ready to go. Elsewhere on Friday, then we've got Bowes at home to Derry, um, so Pat Shamrock Rovers, Finn Harps, Cork, and then Saturday, um, Sligo Rovers, UCD, whether you're back or not, we'll see. I don't know, I mean, Pat's Rovers is probably the standout. I mean, Bowes Derry is actually pretty interesting. Bowes Derry, Bowes could sell out, could hopefully, sell out, which, yeah. is, which is great, and they've got things going. It's actually a good test for them, I think. Derry, you've played, you played, you played both. You yeah, played, in the yeah. last few weeks, two good sides. Um, again, I felt we shaded the second half against Bowes, but they again, they played Rovers on the Friday, and or Monday, and us on the Friday, so they were tired from the travelling and the whole lot. But um, it was really tight. And they, they haven't conceded in, in mm, the four games. But amazing, yeah. again, Derry... With an entirely new centre-back pair. Oh, no, it's very fair. Yeah. Yeah. What centre-back pairing played against you? Did Aaron Barry play? No, he didn't. He didn't Finnerty and uh, Cornwall. Cornwall yeah, right. too. Yeah. Finnerty but seems to be... Yeah, yeah even on the Derry one, we were up there a couple of weeks weeks ago and the little lad Harkin in the middle of the park. Oh, yeah, he's the one slaggered. that everyone keeps coming back yeah. to. Yeah. Um, what do you make of Derry, actually? Um, there's some good attacking players that they've brought in. A lad back from I think it's Sheffield United or somewhere on loan. David Parkhouse is yeah, the looks a real yeah. a real threat. Um, Barry McNamee, obviously. yeah, some really good players there. So um, that'll be a good game actually. I'm, I mean, look, look, I'm going to that. I think I'm, I probably, I'm going to the other game. Sorry, I'm going I to think the I'm Pat's probably Rovers. going to Bowes Derry, but Pat's yeah. Rovers. I mean, I think that's a really good early season. There's going to be a lot of good midfielders on the pitch in that game. I'm just worried about it though, Dan, that it could be so congested and Pat's haven't played much it's football possible. so far. It's, you can see, you can see an argument how they could cancel each other out in some ways. You know, Shane Keegan wrote the article about trying to get a lad along. He's made who's never been to a game. He said, "Well, he's coming back and he's going to this game." So I'm hoping like he doesn't because his first game was a bad. But they'll game. see good footballers. I, I yeah, mean, it's, definitely. It's still like cracking atmosphere there as well. Yeah. But night. Dan, you're talking about midfielders there. You're talking, we played Derry and there were Slogger, Harkin and Mac- McNamee. Mm. And we had Duggan, Lunny, Bastian here. Duggan, of course, yeah. And yeah. in all the teams that you look at, there's all that calibre in it. Ballers. Yeah, real good, yeah. good footballers, you know, so... Yeah, it's, it's funny. It's a, I saw Stephen Kenny talking the other day about the dearth of uh, strikers and wingers under 21s. Nobody born in 98 or 99... Irish kid born in 1999. There's none over in England. Aaron Drennan was the last one. There's no strikers or wingers in those age groups playing in England at the moment. That's mad. Which is extraordinary. That's the, that's the 21-year-olds and 20-year-olds of today. So we have eight centre-halves, apparently. We have a glut of centre-halves. But, I mean, in the league at the moment, we seem to have a glut of very you know, talented yeah, centre, central players. Yeah. Maybe everyone's crying out for a striker. You know, there's other yeah. positions where... Are wingers dead as well? Are they just totally dead in the game? I don't The one I have, uh, Zach... He's uh, yeah, he's a handful. He's quick Counted and lad, yeah. like you look at Duffy and that. There is some good ones, but yeah, as you said, there's not loads coming through. When you look at Ro- like Rovers the other night, had Sam Bowen playing right back. They basically no right. But they're managing their minutes as well, Rovers and France. Yeah. This is the advantage. I mean, they. I was, Stephen Bradley spoke about it afterwards. They're able to keep an eye on. I mean, they took Trevor Clark out. They put Sean Cavanagh in, who didn't play last week. I mean, to be mm, able to leave right. Sean Cavanagh on the bench is a that's a bit of a luxury, you know. Mm. And similarly, Watts, Finn, you know, they've 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 sort of managed yeah, their bodies Bulger. across yeah. the line. La- and Bulger's come in and been actually Bulger's looking very important for them. Ironically enough, for all the yeah. for all the maybe the the, the more skillful players. Well, he's the only have, real sitter that they he's, have. Off he's the he's going to be very important this year. Yeah, yeah. JD, could you be playing at the weekend? Um, it's possible, probably. See how training goes now later on in the week. Um, no chance. 
Huh? Oh, Rennie, come on. <laughs> Rennie, um, Rennie, Rennie, you, Rennie's very harsh. Would, would, would you have signed him if he weren't a crook? Yes. Yeah, if he weren't. Without a doubt. If he wasn't a horse As that I had said. won like three times <laughs> in the last oh, I'd, be, I'd be long gone. I'd never make it a Cheltenham. Do a big man. stroke next to your name. You oh, know? stop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, look, Just it, four seasons. <laughs> As I said earlier on, you know, I was talking about Paul Keegan and I hold him with high, high esteem, but I put Johnny in the same. I've seen the way he conducts himself and looks after himself. Just can't get on the pitch. <laughs> Great presence around the dressing room. Until this year. Great yeah, presence around yeah. the dressing room. Great presence around the podcast. I'm feeling cured. I'm uh, feeling cured. Enjoy, uh, yeah. an hour in this man's company. You've got to go for now. a pint now. Well, I wouldn't go that far. Stop. <laughs> Dan, so, JD, you could be playing at the weekend. Where you, I thought you might be playing midfield this year. You start right back. Could you be versatile? Yeah, or? look, that's just that's the way probably it is with me. Um, I, I, I tend to just play in... Versatile off the pitch. Versatile, versatile generally speaking. So, yeah, um, yeah I, I don't know where it would be on, on Saturday. Just see what happens now yeah. later on the week. Hopefully, just get back into training first. Because we did have a tweet unfairly suggesting that we, you, that Johnny just had Jim to talk chat with you this week. I, th- I thought that was very fair. Very fair. Well, oh, yeah. no, the tip, <laughs> actually, the tweet actually said that Johnny only wanted me in for Cheltenham tips, essentially saying that he doesn't have any for himself. For himself, you know. yeah. Get, get, get so I thought that was happen. very fair. Johnny, no, you watch Cheltenham, will you? Yeah, I might do. Yeah. I might get a chance. Yeah, you'll be here next week, Johnny. You'll be, you'll be, you'll be over there next yeah, week. Yeah, send on some audio. Um, do we, we first division fixtures this week as well. Yeah. Uh, very interesting round, round of uh, fixtures, both divisions. Athlone, um, Town Shells. Athlone, the, the unbeaten Athlone. Unbeaten Athlone. Sorry, the 100% record Athlone. Yeah, um, knocked Shells. out of the League Cup, obviously, by Galway United uh, midweek. Cabo, Longford, Galway, Bray. Galway, Bray, that looks a right tie. Yeah. One. Yeah. I, like he goals I, in that one. I have, to, I have to give it to Alan Murphy. Like, he's brought in... I spoke to you last season. I spoke to you last season about this, and you were completely right. You were looking at the squad we had, and you were like, no, we were... Favourites to win the league, and you're like, oh, I'm not sure about that now. But that that squad had a lot more going for it on paper than this one, which is basically made up of a lot of kids and Vinnie Farty and Connor Barry and all that. But you but were saying, Johnny, <coughs> that there's a lot of young guys there that have that hunger and desire to do well. So that's that me, you know. He got rid, he basically got rid of players because he thought yeah. they were um, maybe they didn't have the hunger. But Bray Wanderers come and have made an excellent start. Um, Limerick draw down. I think Alan Murphy, Alan Murphy in his program notes says Bray are the team to beat in the division this year. Well, they've got Not Paul Shells. Keegan. I mean, you mentioned Paul Keegan. Yeah. He's yeah. such a big uh, signing. Uh, yeah, for, uh, Derek Daly, Dylan oh, Barnett, Dino Halloran. Dylan, Dylan Barnett's Dylan actually Dylan a Bray lad as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they five that Sean Heaney included that have been with Waterford. He won the first division. Sean Heaney did with us. So they've been with us last year. So. They know each other, I suppose, as well. Yeah. I think the shells. I mean, I know the shells. There's a Bose link, and there's there's lads who've come from the same club. To be fair, but still, that Paul that Keegan is one if at that level, right. like you know, just uh, I would he'd be the first name. Well, we spoke yeah. to him the first week of the season. We were also helping him to try and get a, get job, a job as well. Yeah. Uh, so, but it, I mean, you got job down in Waterford. Yeah, yeah. You got the sense. <laughs> you got the sense. Yeah, that that was a regret even from from his. We end were end, talking yeah. about populist measures earlier on, but the Bray, I think, it was their chairman or whoever. He, he brought a load of hot dogs into the media box in the last game. I thought that was a great gesture. Imagine. You're, you're doing the beach you're doing a game it's a cold Friday night and the, the local lad brings you in a hot dog yeah I mean uh, yeah, <laughs> I'd be delighted with I, that I still think better press is like paying the players across the season on time which, is like, which was what Bray <laughs> yeah. did I mean I don't think if the if the, if, hot the previ- dog. if the previous regime had brought in a couple of hot dogs would I have bought off actually probably would have actually I think <laughs> I would think of a couple of lads who actually be like yeah give us the hot dog hey listen pay them whatever don't worry about the rest. <laughs> we won't even report that I was outside the famous Nathan's Hot Dogs in Coney Island uh, last month Month and they have a competition every year that you, you, you whoever the famous can, Nathan's hot dogs. Who can? It's very famous in Where? New York. Coney New York, Island. New York. Who yeah. can? Who can eat the most hot dogs? And your man, the record is like seventy-five, something like that. Can you imagine? Like literally, and you have to eat them within the hour. <laughs> seventy-five hot dogs. How many do you? Uh, the Where do we get you? Honestly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 hot dogs. Limerick against Drada and Cove against Wexford. Um, 
Do we have anything else, Sam? Um, no, no. I mean, your hot dog segue there is, is, has shown that we're running out of content here, to be honest. So let's just... Let's yeah, just well, watch, last one. Watch your nap for next week. So, seeing as you're not going to be here. I honestly, I cannot see Sir Eric being beaten. Right. Yours, JD? Uh, Ornua for the Arkle. Ornua, that's a fair shout. Yeah. Mm. And uh, Rennie? No, I'm <laughs> You're 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 hope getting the seven or eight to one Watford to be said. <laughs> Thanks for coming in. Thank you. Thanks. Man. But there are limits to your life.